Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast here from MyFishingCapeCod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for another November edition of the podcast, and we've got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be joined by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Next up will be Eric Wisneski from the Goose Hummock down in beautiful Orleans. And last but not least, our good buddy and proud MFCC member Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi is going to join us. So without further delay, let's dive right into today's program. Well, as promised, first up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is none other than MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, Kevin. Just talking to you from Asheville, North Carolina at the moment. So I'm not on Cape Cod, but down here in North Carolina, visiting with my in-laws. Well, since you're away from home, I'll fill you in on what's happening here. It's Thursday as we tape this podcast, and it is about 65 degrees outside. I've got winds out of the southwest at on my weather station, say about 10 miles an hour. might be a little bit gustier than that, but as you know, from the southwest, it's a warm wind, and Cape Cod Bay is relatively flat, and when you look out the window, it pretty much looks like the middle of July. Wow, that sounds amazing. Are you seeing any activity out there? No, I haven't seen many birds. I went down, stuck my feet in the water, took a walk with the dog on the beach this morning. I didn't see much activity at all. Um, Doesn't mean that there aren't any fish out there, but at least nothing on the surface that I could see. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been hearing. Seems like the striper scene is starting to really slow down as expected, but we had a really nice early November. I mean, the action with stripers early November was pretty terrific. And I know some folks on the site are still getting some fish, but they're fishing a little bit further back in the estuaries, which um, if you remember last time we chatted, we recorded a whole thing about holdover fishing, Yep. which I think would start to be a little bit more applicable now, finding some fish back in the estuaries as opposed to you know, the open beaches. And for folks that want more information on kind of the, the striped bass scene as we get late into the fall and into the winter, as you mentioned, holdover season, that podcast, part two of the podcast, where we really get into uh, the holdover striper, I'll say strategy and technique, that's still available for my fishing Cape Cod members, correct? Yeah. And you know what I'll do if you're listening to this podcast on the website right now, I'll include that second podcast about holdover stripers right beneath this one. So if you're a member, you'll be able to listen to that. And that way we won't repeat everything because we covered a lot about fishing for stripers during November, December, and throughout the winter in that podcast. So I'll include it right beneath this one. And if you're a member, you can tune in. Awesome. Now, I understand, Ryan, you've got a chance to do a little bit of freshwater fishing. Uh, fill us in on that. Before I came down here, I went freshwater bass fishing with my fishing Cape Cotter, Jack Renfrew. And it was pretty cool what we did, Kevin. I don't know if you've ever heard about casting big swim baits for largemouth. I We might have done that when we were real young, but I haven't gone freshwater fishing since we were probably less than 10 years old. And I won't give away how old we are now. But we're a lot older than that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you've really gotten more into the salt water over the last few years. But there's just so much to go after in the freshwater ponds and lakes throughout the Cape. And I know you're going to be talking to Eric from the Goose Hummock in a little while about freshwater fishing, so the listeners can stay tuned for that. And I've published a lot about the swim bait experience that I had, but I'll just do a little brief recap. Basically, casting these big swim baits at night, you're targeting the biggest largemouth in the pond. So if you just want to skip right to going after the biggest fish, then this is something you might want to give a try. And with Jack, we would cast the swim baits out there, reel them in agonizingly slow. It was very similar to surf casting at night for stripers, actually, Kevin. And we caught some really nice fish. And Jack got another, like, real solid fish a couple nights after I fished with him. And I was just in the forum earlier this morning, and Sean Lawrence, who's a member of my fishing Cape Cod, he got a 9.2-pound largemouth that measured 24 inches long the other night. And he was fishing for trout. So he got that on his ultralight setup. So right now is a great time to be targeting these huge largemouth bass that we have here on the Cape. And if you want more information about you know, swim bait fishing specifically for these big largemouth, I just published a pretty in-depth video that shows the whole technique. And Jack posted a report over on the blog. So if you want more specific information about how to fish swim baits at night on Cape Cod for big bass, then you can check out Jack's report. You can check out the video that I published. And it's a really great technique that you can use now that we're in the off season here on Cape. Now I got to ask Ryan, uh, I know you're down visiting the in-laws. I'm assuming you're going to spend Thanksgiving down there. That's correct. I'll be back. I think November 30th. Have you been given permission to bring a fishing pole? Or are you going to do any fishing while you're down there? I brought a reel with me. Mm-hmm. We couldn't fit a rod in the car because we overpacked. But I've got a reel. I brought some lures. So if I can sneak away, maybe I can find a tackle shop down here, pick up a little rod, and maybe do some largemouth bass fishing. There is some pretty good trout fishing, especially where I am right now in North Carolina. The Blue Ridge Parkway in particular, we drove that on the way down here. And there's some really good trout fishing here too, so maybe I'll sneak away and catch a fish. We'll see. And last but not least, I know while you're down there, you know, we're recording this podcast and there's still new content going up on the website. Uh, anything special for folks to kind of look forward to or, or that'll be in the works over the next couple of weeks? Well, I've reached out to quite a few members from the site to see if people would be interested in helping me create new content. And I got a great response. We've got some youngsters who are in high school and college who are going to be pumping out some new articles and reports. And also, we just published a really nice recap of some of what's been going on on the website. And that was created by MFCC member Tim Donnelly. He did a whole recap of some of the best catches from around the My Fish and Cape Cod community that you can check out over on the blog. And again, just that swim bait video that I published is a great watch for anybody interested in that technique. And we'll just keep pumping stuff out throughout the whole winter. And I've got four new episodes laid out for My Fish and Cape Cod TV. And I'm creating more episodes each week 
So hopefully that season on NBC Sports Boston coming up in February, March will be uh, enjoyable. So we have a lot going on, and um, yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. All right, exciting times ahead. This will probably be our last podcast visit for the month of November, but we'll keep them coming in December. And like we kind of discussed on last week's two-part special podcast, we're going to be doing more podcast content geared toward, you know, member suggestions and member feedback. So if there are things that folks would like to hear us discuss or, you know, involve a, a potential guest or interview subject on the show, by all means, we're all ears. Sounds great, Kevin. And definitely keep listening. I know we got some great information coming up from Eric and Bruno later in today's show. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you for joining us on today's program. And I just want to wish you and Lauren and your lovely in-laws a wonderful, healthy Thanksgiving down there in the Carolinas. You too, Kevin. And happy Thanksgiving to all the My Fishing Cape Cod listeners. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Eric Wisneski from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock Shop in beautiful Orleans, Massachusetts. Eric, how are you on this gorgeous day? I am doing well, doing well. You know, looking out the door right now, wishing I was out there fishing. You know, it's a little breezy, but it's it's warm, it's sunny. Oh, geez, I wish I was out there. Yeah, this is definitely like a top 10 November day. I'm sure it's bringing some people into the store. Definitely, uh, you know, gearing up for, for the fishing stuff as well as, you know, honestly, they're, you know, they're already holiday shopping. So, yeah, we're definitely getting some traffic. Yep. I want to focus today with you, Eric, on freshwater. Um, something that I don't do a ton of, I plead the fifth on that. I should totally get out more and explore the kettle ponds, but I grew up on the beach right here inside Cape Cod Bay and I'm kind of a saltwater enthusiast. Uh, what have you been hearing about the, the freshwater, uh, in particular, maybe smallmouth bass right now on Cape Cod? Yeah, yeah. So definitely the, the freshwater fishing across the board has been on fire, you know, as the temps drop and, and we're getting, you know, accustomed to that, the, the late fall, early winter season. Um, obviously the trout have been on fire, but like you mentioned, the smallmouth, you know, as they kind of start to get ready for their winter, you know, they're starting to hunker down. They're not as shallow as they have been in the previous months. Um, you know, you're going to start to look off the drop-offs and stuff, and you're going to be working jigs and slow crankbaits kind of lower in the water column now. Um, you might have the occasional one coming up, you know, uh, closer to the surface and, hit, and hitting, um, you know, those like suspending or floating uh, stick baits and whatnot. But for the most part, you're going to want to get down either with rubbers or uh, deeper-lipped crankbaits and stuff and people have been getting some nice ones a buddy of ours actually with the fly rod the other week um last week just got in in a couple nice toad smallmouth uh fishing crayfish patterns on the bottom so yeah they're out there definitely in munching and totally don't want you to give away any spots but in terms of you know there's so many kettle ponds and, and so many different ponds in general on cape cod is the mid-cape area been great? Has it been more toward the lower cape? Where, where should folks kind of take a, a, a peek around? So, so obviously the, for smallmouth specifically, they're not in every pond, kind of like largemouth for the most part are. Um, so you, you definitely can Google which pond's close to you. Cool. It's not so much location dependent, but for the most part, it's the ponds that have a little bit less weed in them, less, you know, um, you know, algae and whatnot. It's more like the rockier bottoms. Um, so uh, down like the Mid-Cape area, I'm not too personally familiar with like the Barnstable area, mm-hmm. but I know, you know, like Long Pond and, you know, the Harwich Brewster line. 
um, that you know that that has a smallmouth tournament every year, so that's definitely worth checking out. Um, as well as you know, like the standard, you know, up in the Nickerson area, um, Cliff Pond. I've gotten some nice smallmouth out of there. Um, so yeah, you definitely have some options. And you mentioned uh, largemouth bass as well. I've seen some nice photos coming around social media of some some pretty nice largemouth as well. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so as we get into that this winter season, um, people can really target large largemouth. Yep. You know, some big ones that start to hunker down, and they're using big swim baits. Now that a lot of these ponds have been stocked with trout, um, that's just another food source for them um, that make the big fish go crazy. So people are, you know, low and slow is starting to be the name of the game for largemouth, either big worms, um, but most of the people are doing big swim baits and big rubbers and stuff and, uh, and just dredging them on the bottom. You're not getting numbers of fish, but the ones that you do get are going to be good. Um, and it is definitely worth it to put your time in if you're looking for a lunker. And you hit on trout right there for a sec. Anything kind of going hot in the shop uh, when it comes to lures for trout right now? Yeah, so, you know, like, like I mentioned, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bright, sunny day. And if I was out there right now, you kind of, on, on the bright days, you match bright to bright, kind of flashy and whatnot to kind of catch their eye. Um, and the, like the Thomas Buoyant Spoons or some little Colorados, little Phoebes, things like that that have a little color, you know, some either copper, gold, or maybe like a chartreuse or something, um, and, you know, with a little flash. And on the brighter days, those seem to do really well. And are you hearing anything about, uh, like, yellow or, or white perch? A buddy of mine who was fishing shiners the other week, um, I, I think he was, in, he was in Cliff Pond in Nickerson. He was going for trout, but he just, getting, he just kept getting yellow perch after really? yellow perch. It was starting to piss him off, but <laughs> he figured that, if he, if he got enough of them, they were decent. He could have kept, you know, could have taken some home. But later in the fall, it's not the best eating. You kind of want to wait through the winter for those anyway. But uh, it's it's definitely been good. Yeah, so kind of the freshwater fishing across the board is on fire, and it's definitely worth it to get out there. And do you guys have uh, shiners at the Goose? Yep, we got shiners. We got night crawlers, trout worms, you name it, as well as a whole thing of power bait, uh, you know, um, you name it, you know, we got it all for trout. Well, changing gears real quick to salt water, uh, you got any intel on uh, stripers still around the area? Yeah, so it's it's not over yet. If you're eager to get out and catch some catch some stripers, uh, you know, it's it's not too late. Um, the question is where, when, and how big. The majority of them are going to be sm- on the smaller side, um, and they're moving through. You know, th- this late in the fall run. Um, it, it's mostly fish moving down the coast, and then when they happen to run into a pot of bait, it goes off crazy for, you know, maybe like four or five minutes, maybe up to 20 minutes. If you're lucky, half an hour to 45 minutes, um, you'll get bites, but then they move on and they're moving down the beach. So you have to be vigilant. You have to be on the move, um, but there are definitely fish still moving in Cape Cod Bay. You know, we're getting some around the Sisuit, Barnstable Harbor and further west than that, um, closer to the canal. The, uh, honestly, the closer to the canal you get um, might be better for the bay, just because that is the funnel point where they're all going to be coming down through. Um, but then on the sound side, you have definitely some options. You know, um, probably at this point closer to Falmouth as they're making their way down. Um, but any, any of those outlets and jetties, um, anywhere from Hyannis down to Falmouth and even into Buzzards Bay, 
um, those, those have still been producing. There's still bait around, and like I said, you know, hopefully you get lucky and run into the random, you know, pot of schoolies coming through, and maybe a bigger one. Who knows? And Eric, I know the goose is doing, you know, a lot of weekly giveaways right now that you're seeing on Instagram, and and folks are getting some pretty nice prizes. Uh, just, you know, kind of alert people to where they can go, you know, to, to follow the goose on social media and, and be eligible to, to win some of these giveaways. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, if you guys are, you know, hope, hoping to cash in on some great deals that we're doing, you know, make sure to follow us on our Instagram page. Check out Facebook. Um, keep updated on our YouTube stuff as well. Um, because, yeah, like, like you said, uh, we're going to be running some deals all the way up until Christmas and Black Friday and whatnot. So, uh more specifics are going to be updated on, on our site, so definitely check those out. Give us a follow if you're not already following us, and uh, stay tuned for some awesome, you know, awesome prizes that you could be cashing in on. And you guys are going to be open Black Friday? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Closed Thanksgiving, but open Black Friday, I'm hoping? Yeah, exactly. The only days we're closed are Thanksgiving and Christmas. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Eric. Really appreciate your intel here on the podcast. Have a very happy, healthy, safe Thanksgiving with you and your family. Hey, thank you very much. You as well. Next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. And Bruno, how are you doing on this beautiful November day? It is a beautiful November day, 65 degrees. Um, and hello, MFCC members and MFCC Nation. Yeah, you're not going to get a better day than this. A little bit breezy. We've got strong winds here in my location up in Plymouth out of the southwest. The water's still flat. Man, is it beautiful. Got my feet in the water today, Bruno. It's a little bit of a tease. Kind of felt like spring. Oh, could just travel through time and be in spring of 2022 already, huh? So I know you've had a chance to get out a little bit here and there over the last couple of weeks. Let's start with tuna. That's something that you've been kind of chasing around all fall from the giant season, the commercial season, to the wreck fish, and you've had success this year what have you been hearing about both recreational bluefin and giant fishing so that uh big north north blow that we had a couple weeks ago basically pushed those smaller wreck fish out from our distance uh, most likely already headed down the gulf stream so we're not going to see any more of the wreck fish around from what i'm hearing but on a good note if you want to uh Get tight on a 105-inch giant bluefin tuna. This is as close as they're going to get to shore. And this is the final stretch, the two-minute warning. And uh, they're out there. They're they're very close distance off of the Nossa Beach and Chatham Cuts. So uh, it's no secret where they are. You just show up there, you'll see a fleet. I know of several fish that were taken the last week out of that whole area all over 100 inches well that's great to hear do you have any idea on what those giants were taking on bruno was it like live macro live bluefish so the whole crab's ledge area uh all the way up to nauset is just covered with mackerel there's a ton of mackerel in that water right now and that's what they're feeding on uh these fish are not the same giants that were here throughout the summer. Those are skinnier fish that feed on sand eels that usually doesn't bring in uh, as much per pound as the uh, fish up north in the 
Gulf of Maine and off of Gloucester. Well, the fish that are north in Gulf of Maine and off of Gloucester have moved out. And they're all off the coast, east of Chatham. They're feeding on mackerel, the big fish. And uh, you got to go out there with 130s and 80s and just uh, throw a hook through a mackerel, say a prayer, and drop it down. So let's talk about mackerel for a second. Uh, since they're in the water, uh, they're kind of thick in, in certain areas off Cape Cod right now. They're certainly a great bait fish. Uh, you can use them for bluefin. You can use them for striped bass. Uh, but they can also, be, you know, be caught to consume, and it's it's something that not a lot of people do in this region. They're considered more of a bait fish than a fish, you know, to take home and and consume with your family and and become a delicacy. But will you target mackerel, Bruno, to bring home? And you know, will you do so before the end of the season if you get a chance to perhaps smoke or do something like that? I actually, I I have already caught a bunch for us to eat as a family uh, and I'll definitely go out there again and get them one more time because my opinion it's the best time of the year to catch mackerel for the table because this is when they get really nice and fat and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know why a lot of folks have this thing with mackerel where they're just considered bait because frankly everywhere else in the world um, they're, they're actually one of the favorite fish for the table and uh and you know i don't have any secret recipes i mean i just fillet them and grill them or uh cook them however you want and make fish tacos out of them i mean my kids love it and it's very good for you it's one of the healthiest fish you can eat it's the lowest in in um in mercury and it's it's very healthy and uh, and they're pretty big right now i mean decent-sized label mackerel out there east of Chatham right now. Talk about your lobster pots, Bruno. Are those still out there floating around? Uh, they are still out there. I haven't baited them in a while. Um, so, uh, but I do have to pick them up and put them away. I might bait them one more time before I pick them up just to get one, one last haul out of them. But uh, it's been a great year with lobster yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. I know you're a guy that really kind of keeps track year to year. You keep a log of a lot of your fishing experiences and, and keep track of dates and times, and that can be very helpful. Uh, but when it comes to lobstering, was this year, would you say, a, a better than average year for lobstering or about on par, or, or was it below average? I actually had a pretty good year. I found a new spot that that uh, produced some really good lobstering. I, I probably harvested somewhere around 40 lobsters. This That's year. awesome. Yeah, and uh, and it's pretty easy to do. I found the spot pretty close to where I docked my boat, so it was pretty easy to catch it. I uh, check them on a regular basis. And, uh, like we talked before, even even you went out there with me and lobstered up a, a, a lobster to take home, and I bet that lobster tasted better than any lobster you ever bought from a store yeah it's it's always better bruno whether it's fish shellfish lobster no matter what it's always better when you're able to harvest it yourself exactly and bruno another type of fall fishing that i want to touch on before i let you go today is tatog fishing i know it can be very popular in the spring 
But there are folks still out there, and I think there are green crabs still readily available. And are you hearing anything about Tatog in the area as we head through the fall? Yeah, you know, I was talking to uh, my friends down in Riverview Bait and Tackle, and um, they're probably one of the only bait shops right now that still have plenty of crabs to catch Tatog with, along with clams if you want to go bottom fishing. But um, my buddies over at the Riverview were telling me, Mike was telling me, great guy over there, was telling me that there's some really good tog fishing right now off of Hyannis and all the rock uh, formations out and around the Hyannis Harbor area uh, out to uh, out to um, Bishops. So uh, one of the easiest ways to go fishing for guys right now, I would say, if, if you just want to get some tight and get something for the table and uh, go get some green crabs and, and uh, get out there on a nice calm day. I mean, yesterday the sound was like a lake with that north wind. In my opinion, that's the best day to get out onto those rocks, drop some crabs down and pull up some tatog. And, uh, and if that's not your thing, I know we got a lot of fly fishermen out there on our forums that follow MFCC. And I got good news for you guys. If, if you're trying to get uh, your line tight one more time before you start putting away your salt water gear, there's, there's some really good schoolie fishing in Bass River. So there's another option for you. Well, Bruno, that's a great report. Thank you so much for spending time with us on today's podcast. And on behalf of Ryan and the rest of our guests and listeners, just want to wish you and your beautiful family a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. You and yours, too. Thank you guys very much for putting this together. I think these podcasts really help guys get some direction on where to go and what to do when they get an opportunity to get out there. So it was. It's, it's unfortunately the season's coming to an end, but we'll keep it going with some educational stuff to uh, help guys get on the meet. Yeah, we're going to keep it going right through the winter, as you said, Bruno. And just before I let you go, I'm assuming Thanksgiving Day, you know, everybody at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi, knowing you, will be home with their families, enjoying a meal. Will you, right. gu- will you guys be back cranking Black Friday and through the weekend? Absolutely. That's one of our biggest weekends. So if you're looking for a deal, that's the time to go. That's when the manufacturers come up with the biggest incentives and the best deals around. All right, Bruno, thanks for joining us, my man, and we will talk to you in December. Thanks. Tight lines, guys. A big thank you to Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for joining us on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. And I just want to take a quick second to thank all of our guests, starting with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, Eric Wisneski from the Goose Hummock in Orleans, and last but not least, you just heard from Bruno Demir of Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. So that's going to put the wraps on our final November edition of the podcast for 2021. And on behalf of Ryan, Bruno, Phil, and everybody down at the Goose Hummock, I want to wish everybody a very happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully everybody takes time out to enjoy their family. We're all very lucky to be able to enjoy our families to a somewhat normal degree after everything we've been through over the last couple of years. 
So take time and take a moment to give thanks this season. And I know as the host of this podcast, I'm certainly thankful for all of you listening. Happy Thanksgiving, my fishing Cape Cod. And until we chat next time, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.